Good morning. It's uh, nice to be here and um, to be out with you all. It's been probably a month at least now since I've been here. Um, college has been uh, crazy and keeping me busy. Um, that brings me to the uh, title this morning of this sermon, which is March Madness. And uh, that has really uh, captured a lot of attention. Um, Good and bad. Um, if, I guess if we got a head count of all the Kentucky fans in here, that would uh, pretty well reflect on um, how unpopular this title is right now. But uh, as a Tennessee fan, I guess it uh, is applicable for all of us. Um, anyways, we won't talk basketball because I have received threats this morning. Um, so we'll get right into it. Um, to start out with, um, I would like you to ask yourself the question, does this sound like your typical day And uh, as we go work through these things? Think about your morning routine. Is it rushed? Um, I know for myself, I stay in the bed as long as possible, and then I wake, I get out, and I take a quick shower and uh, get dressed fastly and do all these things, whereas if I just wake up, just get up five minutes earlier, I could slow down and not have to rush like this. Um, meals on the go, uh, I grab a granola bar probably at most mornings, uh, a cliff bar, and uh, that's my breakfast um, because I don't want to get up early enough to prepare something. And um, fast food, how often do we, that's, that's the way that society has gone now, grab, grab Wendy's, grab McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, something quick, and uh, it's cheap, it's easy, and that's the way that society is growing towards now. And uh, along with technology, uh, our phones, everything, our cars, everything is about, you know, becoming more advanced, faster. Um, how can we do this quicker, easier? And our convenience is always at a top priority. And while these things are certainly great, um, I think that it leads to um, our behavior becoming aggressive because we have these expectations of getting a lot accomplished in our days and we cram all of these activities into our days and we are all about high speed and efficiency in our days and it stresses us and it leads to, uh, puts ourselves in bad scenarios that uh, force us to sin at times and often are a distraction to us. And I think this can, in a lot of my days, uh, can be summarized by too much to do and not enough time. Late nights, early mornings, and uh, that's just, that's not a good, um, combination. I'm certain that many of you all uh, have the same issues and uh, maybe not every day but I'm sure that there are many days that you find yourselves uh, dealing with these same problems. Okay. And I have the key to winning um, as this madness in our lives goes on especially right now March you know we're through the new year things are flowing it's starting to get warm out we're wanting to get all these things done um, the key to winning I have uh, is timeouts. Um, a timeout, taking a break in our day, finding a way to set aside the worldly things in our lives and slowly concentrate on uh, our spiritual life. And um, so we'll get right into this. Good timeouts versus bad timeouts. I listed these backwards. I don't know why I did that, but um, we'll start with the bad timeouts. Um, I would like to talk about the Fabulous Five. I have a little story. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this team. 
1993, North Carolina coached by Dean Smith squared off against coach Steve Fisher, whose Michigan team featured five freshman sensations who called themselves the Fab Five. The most memorial play in the championship game and perhaps one of the most infamous moments in the history of March Madness came in the last seconds of this championship game. Down by only two points and now with an opportunity to either tie up the game or to take the lead, Michigan's Chris Weber tried to call a timeout when double teamed by North Carolina. Michigan had already used all of its timeouts, so Weber's gaffe resulted in a technical foul. Michigan had no time left to recover, and North Carolina ultimately won the, the national title with the 77-71 victory. Chris Weber's panicked mistake brought to glaring light an important truth about basketball. Timeouts can play a key role in the winning or losing of a game. And I would like to uh, say that there's a great connection between basketball and life in this aspect, as timeouts are very important for us. And um, we are given many examples throughout the Bible of timeouts, and um, we can work through some of these now. Starting in Mark 14, verse 37, it says there, And he came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So here uh, Christ brings the apostles to the garden. It is the, the time has come where... He is facing his arrest, trial, and crucifixion, and he is aware of this, and he, he informs them of that, and they are out early in the morning, and they are having a timeout, essentially. Um, and right here, he tells Peter, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So they are supposed to be preparing and using this time set aside to prepare for what is to come, because uh, this would be consider madness if anything would what this what this group of individuals is about to face um, it is something that certainly we have never faced and I could not imagine facing so their preparation during this time that they have set aside is very important and uh, I would suggest that this is a bad time out as Christ um, has to get onto them clearly um, and and says why why are you asleep why are you using this time to sleep you should be using this time to to prepare your minds and uh, ment mentally prepare for what is about to come. Um, next, I will, if you would, turn to Acts 15, starting in verse 36. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them the one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So in this example, we see that Mark himself took a break from their traveling and work. And this brings about another truth. There are controversial timeouts. Um, I 
personally, I've watched games a lot, and I get mad sometimes. I'll think, ah, they shouldn't have called that timeout. There are controversial timeouts we see here that Paul did not agree with Mark's timeout, but um, Barnabas did. And at the end of the day, though, we need to look at the example that they went out after this, and they went their separate ways, but they still went and got busy about the work. So um, having, having taken a look at a couple examples of what we would consider bad timeouts, uh, let's take a look at a few uh, examples of good timeouts. Um, I have Rick Barnes up here. He's the coach at Tennessee. He's, um, yeah, Adam's a major fan. Um, not of Tennessee, just of Rick Barnes. Um, anyways, he always takes, most games, he will take a timeout, if possible, right before halftime, and he'll set up a, a good play. It normally works. Um, it, they score a lot of times right before halftime, and this uh, stresses the importance of uh, what it means to go into halftime on a good note to him. Uh, he clearly values that in his strategy to winning the game. And um, if we go to Mark 1 and verse 35, it says, And rising very, very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. I'll just jump on to Luke 6 and verse 12. It says, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And then Matthew 14 and verse 23, it says, And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. And I think if we look at all of these uh, times right here, we see that Christ used the, these early mornings. That was the, that was the time that he found very important to himself a good way to collect and reflect and prepare himself for the day ahead. And um, likewise, I, I think that it's very important that we find that time in our days that is, that is a good time to prepare ourselves. Um, another thing that we can take note of is that he made a very strong point to separate himself and isolate himself. And uh, this is very important to uh, be sure that his sole concentration was um, on that timeout, and he was not distracted in any way. A good timeout should accomplish these three things, rest, strategy, and communication. We get the example of rest in Genesis chapter 2, and in verse 2 it says, And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. And this is immediately, we get an example of rest. Whether God was physically tired, I highly doubt that, but he gives us the example of rest. And I think that that is important for us to consider uh, that that is something that we need in our lives. It's a necessity. Next strategy, um, Galatians 6 and verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So... Often, uh, timeouts and games are called based on the momentum. Uh, and this example here speaks to if things are going good in our lives, um, don't grow weary of doing good. We should not grow tired of it or uh, get discouraged in any ways. We should persist and uh, try to keep the momentum going in that direction. And that is often in games teams call a timeout to create momentum or to kill momentum of another team or something like that. And in this instance, we are trying to remain in goodwill, whereas if we are trying to 
kill momentum per se of maybe we've fallen into uh, temptation or sin in our lives, um, we would need a different approach and certainly that would require a different strategy in mind. And finally, communication. Uh, Matthew 26, starting in verse 36, it says, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. So here, uh, Christ gives us a, a good example of communication. Uh, he, is, he goes to them, and he is uh, clearly taking his time out, his break from the madness uh, at hand, and he communicates with them, and he tells them what is on his heart, and that he is, uh, his heart is very heavy at the time, and that he is uh, aware of what is about to come up, and this is a great example of communication in our lives, and uh, certainly we should follow this pattern. As, and then uh, Romans 12 and starting in verse 15, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. So here um, we are given the example of that is important with communication because when, when things are going good for others, it's important in our time off to communicate with them and, and rejoice with them. And, and that's very positive. And when they are weeping, it's important to communicate with them and um weep with them as it says and to we can strengthen them through doing so um, in both rejoicing and weeping that is our duty so time to execute this is the uh, towards this is when the timeout is now over and in many of the instances that we have looked at here you see how they come out of the timeout in mark 14 and verse 37 so we've, we actually already read this, and uh, this is where he, he finds him sleeping. And um, this is an example, as we discuss, a bad timeout. And then after, you see the poor execution as um, if you look at what happened, they, all, they fled. Uh, when the soldiers came, they fled, and Peter went on to deny Christ three times, and uh, that is, that is exactly what happens when there is poor preparation and our timeout is not successful. And then in Luke 22, starting in verse 47, while he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said no more of this, and he touched his ear and healed him. Here we see the, uh, I would like to bring to our attention the composure of Christ in this instance. And uh, it really validates his preparation, you know, while, while he went off to pray by himself com in comparison to uh, those who were around in the other apostles. They were uh, clearly did not prepare, and this is brought to our attention when we see Christ goes on to remain composed here, uh, touch the guy, and heal his ear, 
and he went on to uh, have a smooth trial, was innocent, um, and went on to fulfill exactly what he was here for. And that, that just goes back to his preparation and his uh, perfection in doing everything. And so uh, we certainly can follow, certainly should follow all of uh, Christ's patterns in uh, his timeouts and his time that he sets aside and uh, the benefits that come from having a good successful timeout are clearly displayed throughout this passage. To conclude, I would uh, like to bring three points up. The first being find a good, finding a good place and time to call your timeouts is very important. Um, we see this with Christ. After uh, he fed the 5,000, he immediately goes off to the side. We see a, a routine with his time. He prayed the entire night one night. I'm not suggesting that we should do that maybe uh, all the time because uh, we don't accomplish rest, but in certain circumstances and in his circumstance, it was beneficial and advantageous. So um, we should find these times in our days. Maybe it's after lunch or during lunchtime. Uh, maybe it's first thing in the morning. Maybe it's late at night. We want to end on a good note or start refresh ourselves at a certain time. And it's very important to find this time and place that we can reset ourselves and uh, come up with a good strategy to how we can improve ourselves. Next, I would say use your timeouts effectively, rest, strategize, and communicate. And to accomplish these things, we accomplish these things through the first point of finding a good place and, and time to do this. And um, we have the many examples of, that I've pointed out so far of this rest, strategize, and communicate that is accomplished throughout these. And finally, execute. And we see that in all of these examples where even in, uh, with Barnabas, when there was a disagreement between him and Paul, they still executed after Christ. In all of his, he prepares well, and he goes and he executes immediately after. And that is something that um, we should strive for, regardless of how, how successful our timeout is. We've still got to get back into the game after, and we have to um, live faithful, regardless of how well things are going or not going, uh, we're still in the game and we can't get out. So as we bring this uh, lesson to a close, I would like to uh, suggest that maybe you have failed some way in your timeouts or maybe you haven't been able to keep a consistent routine with getting your timeouts. And certainly this would be a, a great time to, we can give you that timeout, we can encourage you, or however we can benefit you at this time. Uh, nonetheless, I would highly suggest that everyone um, find, a, find their timeouts and prepare themselves throughout their days better. However we can assist you, uh, whether you're a Christian, uh, if we can encourage you in any way, or whether you haven't obeyed yet, uh, we know we need to believe, Mark 16, 16, repent, Acts 2, 38, and confess the word to other men, Romans 10, 10. Be baptized of our sins, 1 Peter 3, 21, and live faithful thereafter. If you have fallen short in any way or however we can assist you this morning, uh, please let it be known or come forward at this time as we stand and as we sing.